Hey there, it's the Jew from the Chew on This Podcast, letting you know you can leave comments, questions, and suggestions a number of ways. Reviews and comments are appreciated on iTunes and YouTube, and you can check out our daily postings on Facebook. Our Twitter feed and Instagram is at Chew on This Pod, and of course, as always, you can email us directly at chewonthispodcast at gmail.com. So there you have it, folks. Short of a bat signal or an Avengers card, there's all the ways you can let us know how big of a nerd you truly are. Enjoy and chew on this podcast. Welcome to episode 28 of Chew on This, a Nerd United podcast. I'm BJ. Vic. So before we get into uh, our casserole episode number three, um, well, I guess this could be part of casserole. I went and saw Ninja Turtles today. <laughs> yeah. You fucking fool. I know. Well, I, I, you know, I, I got suckered into it because, you know, my kids wanted to go. So that's bad parenting. Uh, I went, what's that? That's bad parenting right there. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's pretty bad when every preview you watch looks better than the movie you're about to see. <laughs> you're like, I'm not taking to see Ninja Turtles. I'd rather show you Showgirls. <laughs> yeah. So I went to the thing, and let me tell you something. Um, now, I'm not saying it was a good movie. It wasn't. But if they brought this movie out in the 1980s when that cartoon was out, it would have killed. I, really? I would have loved it. I really? would have loved it. Oh yeah, it's the cartoon come to life completely. Yeah, they, but they, but you're you're looking at it like you're, how old were we? Well, you're a little bit older than me, but we would have been what like twelve, thirteen around that age. Yeah, I would have been around nine. that age. Yeah, well, eighty <clears> nine. <throat> I would have been like sixteen, fifteen, sixteen. So, mm. um, I would have I would have really liked it. I would have enjoyed it. I I watched it for what it was. I mean, it it's actually paced really well. Uh, but and the Ninja Turtles are are what you expected them, and they actually looked better. They acted better this time around. The the parts that were really awful were anything with humans in it. They, just the <laughs> acting was horrible all across the board. So Megan you Fox know. was Megan Fox, completely terrible. And, yeah, uh, Laura, dude, you know who was in this movie? I didn't realize was Laura Linney. I, hasn't she won Emmys or Oscars or Golden shit. Globes? Or she was wasn't she in that movie with? Uh, uh fuck i always do the um uh, richard gear um and, yes uh, the, where he was a lawyer yeah 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 and with uh, Ed, edward norton won the oscar for best supporting actor in that movie was it uh yes uh, uh and also Brian? she was a, she was in the one where she that was called fierce fearless or uh no, no, no something fear. about like primal evil i think or primal primal e- primal primal something yeah you're primal right fear i think primal fear <laughs> she was also in a movie where she like faked her she oh it was a it was a movie about this guy on trial for committing murder but you find out that she actually staged her own murder and and she wanted to prove that you can like you know commit murder and like but pin it on somebody else kind of thing like the justice system isn't isn't perfect Mm. and i can't remember what that movie was called but that was pretty good too but anyway she was award-winning actress in ninja turtle movie i was like what did you have to do you have to do a favor for somebody like what why were you in play? this thing? Uh, she played like the chief of police or something like that. <laughs> she, yeah, it, it was it was really weird and like and and now the dude who plays Arrow, he's in it, and he was basically like a toned down um, Green Arrow, basically way oh, toned God. down. He played Casey Jones. Um, he was kind of. I, I mean, we'll get into Arrow, which would have been a good segue, but. Uh, <laughs> Megan Fox is so much worse now because she like messed her face up by doing plastic surgery for I have no yes. idea why. Yeah, she did plastic surgery to that face of hers because her face was fine. So it's like she took like the Mona Lisa and, and took a shit on it. It's basically resting bitch face for the whole movie. 
Like it doesn't yeah. change expressions or anything. It's it's not. Yeah. It, anyway, it, it was it was totally wasted. But you know they brought in uh, Bebop and Rocksteady, which they're such like it's like the cartoon leaped off and in, into the movies. And the same thing with with Krang. I mean they it, they I thought that they would do some real world stuff with them, but no, they're absolutely. It's like the cartoon came to life. They're they're goofy. They're you know overacting and all that stuff, and it played well. I was like, oh. It makes sense, you know, because that's the way the cartoon was. It's just the cartoon come to life. So, yeah. Anyway, but the problem, had... the problem with that is that they were supposed to do the Ninja Turtles. I thought, I thought, and I, I could be wrong, but I thought they were supposed to do the Ninja Turtles from the comic books or closer to the comic books. Not even not close. the cartoon. No, that's what I thought. Not like dark at with all. the first with the first movie, I thought they were going to try to get closer to the to the comic books because the comic books was was pretty dark and edgy. Um, yes, which yes, it was. The first one was not, and I'm guessing you're saying the second one is even further from No, it. the second one is even more over the top. It's totally the cartoon, like I said. Like, if you think about the 80s cartoon, this is exactly that, but live action. Okay, and, so uh, how does it stand up to the first live action t- Ninja Turtle movie? Because that one was, I thought was pretty good. Uh, the first Ninja Turtle? No, it doesn't compare because it's just the CGI is just too much. Um, I liked kind of the, the Jim Henson thing better and so do you think that's because we're older i think i think so i think i'm more nostalgic you know about it like this thing plays well for kids let me tell you that my my kids they loved it they just they couldn't stop talking about it after they got they're like oh my god like that was so cool it's just like the cartoon you know the newer cartoons too and i was like i was like yeah you know what you're right like that's uh, that's what they wanted to they they that's what they they set out to do, and they did it. So I'm like, okay. Yeah, but the problem you know. the problem with that is that you can make a live action thing that kind of mimics the cartoon or mimic the source material, and still make it good. Like you, that's the problem I have can, with it. Like, but I think the source material is not going to lend itself to making box office money. It, I don't think it. Like you can't do a Dark Knight thing to it. Like I would love that. No, no, no. I didn't mean but, like that. I mean like I mean I was referencing what you were saying with the cartoon. Oh, like, yeah. If you wanted to. If you wanted to, if you wanted to pull the cartoon and make it into a live action, you can still make it a good story. You know what I mean? Like you, you don't have to you have bad plot points or bad acting. You know? Yeah, so. it, it's total cheese factor. You know, and the action sequences are are even more over the top than the last one. And but well, you know. I, that makes sense if they're trying to pull the cartoon. But the point being is that you can make over the top action if the plot and everything kind of gels. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because it's not like. I can't remember off the top of my head, but you can movies have been praised in the past where it's like, well, I mean, you take like Marvel movies. It's like, they're like, well, this is like a comic book come to life, but in a good way. Right. You know, like they, they take it and make it their own. Like there's no, there's no way that you don't think that Deadpool is like leaping right from the comics when you watch (laughs) Deadpool. Right. Totally. So, so you can, you should be able to, you should be able to take the source material which I'm, in this case, I'm talking source material cartoons and the, even the ones that we grew up with and then make it kind of real life and make it where it's kind of goofy or whatever, but at the same time, make it really good. And that's the problem I have with these turtles is that it, it's not good. Like the, no. the plot's not good. The acting, the outside of the acting is not good. It, it just, it's just dumb overall. Well, it's borderline juvenile. You know, they didn't really take, there's a lot of people out there that are age that are clamoring for a really good, you know, Eastman and Laird uh, Ninja Turtle movie, and they just have not been able yeah. to do that yet. They, they, for whatever reason, they're just they feel like this is the way to go each and every time. You know, Cowabunga, dude, and blah 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 blah. You know, it's it's like, man, it's it's nerve wracking. You know, but uh, they got the dynamics right. You know, each character's um, uh, has their thing. You know, the way they look, the way what. Uh, skill they portray they did a very good job doing that like every one of them are very distinct you know Raphael is like the hot-headed one and Michelangelo is the goofy one and Donatello is the nerdy one and Leo's the uh, uh the leader and they did that perfectly but the the closer the source material um the CGI animated one they they made a few years ago was the closest thing to the comic book I think they've got and there was parts of that movie I really enjoyed uh, especially the fight between the brothers was awesome on the rooftop yeah. while it was raining. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, but um, this is just – it's complete cheese factor. I thought it's worth a, a download maybe, you know, just to check out Krang alone. <laughs> it was kind of cool, but – Maybe. But 
totally over the top. But this is this is way this is seven more minutes that I ever wanted to spend on the <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, yeah. Ninja Turtles, not not really worth it. Um Yeah. No. So what brings me to uh not a great segue, but you know, as far as like Well, the, you could have we could have segue from Stephen Amell. Yeah, or right into Arrow. Yeah, we could you know what, we yeah. could talk about the CW shows, um, the finales. I, I was actually able to binge watch the last four or five arrows because I fell behind, but I um what did, I had to binge watch ten. <laughs> so, oh my gosh. I had to binge watch like ten, yeah. So overall, what did you what did you think about Arrow's fifth season? Or is this the fourth season? Fourth season. What did you think about the overall arc and everything with what was that guy's name? Blackwell or Dark. Dark Dark, right. Damien Dark, right? Something like um, that. Um yeah, I um I mean we've we've made fun of it before in the podcast. Um I, I the the flashbacks got even more annoying and ridiculous mm. and pointless. Um the the overall story wasn't too bad once I kinda kinda got back into it, but the season finale, holy shit what a letdown, especially when you compare that to Flash and Legends of Tomorrow. Weak sauce, right? Uh, Big time weak sauce. Yeah, really terrible. Just fucking that was one of the worst season finales I've ever seen. Where you picture a show like Arrow, this this niche genre genre show of comic book stuff, and you expect this like, oh my god, I can't wait till next season, and all you get is oh by the way, spoilers, all you get is this like shot of him and um, Overwatch. Is that her name now? Her I nickname? Think so. Yeah, Felicity. Well, just say what a Felicity. fucking terrible yeah. name that is too. Yeah. <laughs> um, instead of using uh, what's Batman's. Uh, Oracle, Oracle. Oracle, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's much cooler. But um, it's basically just him and Felicity standing in a ca- in the in the arrow den or arrow. What's it called? Arrow cave. I don't know the one that, that everybody. The one that everybody eventually breaks into, like all the time. Yeah, it's the, it's the worst the security, fucking, in the worst world. secret. Yeah, the worst secret identity fucking ever. <laughs> like everybody knows who the fuck he is. It's like Zack Snyder was writing that plot line. Like everybody knows who the fuck Arrow is, and everybody can get into the goddamn Arrow Cave. <laughs> can't, it can't be an Arrow Cave. Is it really an Arrow Cave? I don't know what it's Arrow called, hideout? Man, but it's a piece. It better of not shit. be a cave. It's a. It's in the fucking basement. They need to move it. Um, <laughs> they need to fucking like get like Brink security home system or something like so that people can't break into it easily. Hey, on um, on small everybody does on Smallville. Their thing was at the top of a building, like his lair it was like in his apartment or something like that. Um, it was yeah, it was at the top of the tower or something where basically she was like almost like Oracle a little bit too as well. Yeah, um, and it was very difficult to get to. Whereas in this one, you kind of just push a button to an elevator. Or I don't know, man. Don't but like Malcolm Merlin gets in there every single time. They look up like they're yeah, he just walks like they're like shocked. Nothing. They're like <gasps> you know every single time he just shows up there. They're like, what are you doing here? You know, it's yeah. like. It's it's pretty pretty bad, and they trashed the the when they trashed the cave thing or their den. I was like, whatever. <laughs> How many different times <laughs> have they trashed this place? I'm surprised. I'm surprised that it it took them that long for somebody to fucking attack that place, since everybody knows where the fuck it is. I just kept like every when I say everybody, I mean everybody that like they fight. Like basically everybody knows how to get in or or get to it. It's, it's so stupid. ridiculous. Yeah, I'm just hoping. You know, I understand. Like the flashbacks at the beginning of the season made no sense at all, and then at the end they kind of tacked on the oh, um, I came across an idol that gives me powers. You know, like just a coincidence. You know, and like it's almost like Slumdog Millionaire. Like everything that happens to him in the past, it all like all of a sudden like oh, I could use that knowledge now, and like you know. Of course, not to win a million dollars, but to like fight Damian Dark. I'm just like, oh, you just like figured out that the idol thing, and you happened to come across it yourself years ago while you were on the island. Wow, coincidence. Yeah, Zack Snyder's writing the the secret identity part, and the people from Lost are writing the flashbacks. Yeah, no, sh- oh my god, you just like nailed it. Those two people got together and made this show. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, we can't. Let's get these two people together to write this show and. And out of out of the what's crazy is that this is the show that started the CWWB thing. You oh, know, man, the Warner the first Brothers. Two seasons were uh, so universe. strong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, f- by far, Flash has completely left it in its 
dust. Yes. Like Flash is so much better. No pun intended. Even Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah. Even Legends of Tomorrow it got like I know I had some issues with it because I was like, God damn it, how many times are you gonna not kill this fucking guy? Like you've had him so many goddamn times and so something stupid always happens. Um like the Adam, like uh is literally like the strongest fucking guy they have. There's like every episode could should end in five minutes. Because all they have to do is just go like Adam is basically Ant Man and Iron Man put together in that yes. show. Yes. And they never fucking use him. Instead they got the white canary. Like what the fuck? Like why would I send in a chick with a staff when I got somebody like the Adam to go do this shit? He would it would nobody would ever die if they would just use the Adam the way he's supposed to be used. Right. Pretty much. I mean that one episode where he went giant and, and that happened to happen like that happened a week before Civil War came yeah, out yeah. too. But he went giant, and I flipped out. I was like, "That's awesome!" It was like this yeah, yeah. big robot bottle battle. It was really super cool. But regardless of all that, like Legends of Tomorrow got good, and they answered the question that we were going to have a problem with: like, how many times are they going to fucking go after? Like, how many seasons can they possibly go after this guy? Yeah, um, I'm glad that they. So got, they finally, got him yeah, in. they finally got rid of that, and it looks like like this like everything is wide open now, which is great. Uh, which I thought it was really cool. So they ended on a high note for me. Yes, me too. Um, we already talked about the Flash in our in our immediate reaction. Yeah, God, amazing show. Just to recap, yeah, yeah just to <laughs> recap how great that show is. Um, let's see what else. Supergirl. That's a show that you kind of lagged behind too. What did you think of that? Well, I, I lagged. I lagged behind, and then I kind of caught up, and I started to kind of. Actually, I actually started liking it. Um, I don't know, remember if, the, I mean, it's been a while now because I think the finale ended like a month or two ago. It ended, it yeah, ended yeah, early, it ended. but I remembered yeah. it kind of ended on a, on a high note a little bit. And, um, overall I thought it was a pretty good freshman season. Again, nothing has touched the flash. I mean, even I think the first season of arrow is not as good as the flash, <laughs> but it's pretty good, but it was okay. And then once I heard that they were going to move it to the CW, I thought that was a really good move because um, even though the crossover between those two wasn't the greatest, it was really adorable to see those two together. And so yeah, I, they had good chemistry. Yeah. Really good chemistry. So, and, and I've heard, I'm, you've probably heard the same thing, but they're supposed to do like a massive uh, uh, crossover um, at the end of the year, like around December or something like that. I'm really looking forward to that because these guys know how to do it right. I mean, when they, when they made Smallville and they had the justice league episode, it was terrible. Like every time they did it, it was dumb. It was horrible. Yeah. And they're do it right. Every single time the crossovers are like Buffy and angel crossovers. Just fantastic. You know, I like, uh, I, I even like arrow more when he's with the flash, the flash brings out something of Stephen and Mel that he normally doesn't have. Yeah, that's true. Um, when he's by himself. That's really true. I mean, he acts like a mentor, but he's also acts like, like a total. You remember the the episode with the Reverse Flash? It was toward the end of the first season, and he needed, you know, Arrow's help to help him capture him or whatever, or to hurt. I, I can't. Yeah. Was it that? Yeah. And Arrow yeah. is just like, Arrow is just a total badass. He's like, yeah, no problem. Like he has no idea how awful or how horrible the reverse flash is or how deadly he is he just went and did his thing yeah, when he, whenever whenever they do a crossover between the arrow and the flash it's always really good and for me it's always really good because i like the arrow so much more when he's when he's with the flash yes for some reason when he's on his own show it's i don't know i don't want to say he's a bad actor but he needs like a different note i you know, I, I think it's his reactions to Flash because Flash is like having a good time. He, he's just like, yeah. I love being a superhero. And Green Arrow's like, fuck, I got to do this shit. It's like a job, you know, like I got to do this, my city and blah, blah, blah. He's always like, again, dark and brooding. But you get the Flash. He's like upbeat and happy. You could see it like irritates, <laughs> irritates the Arrow a little bit. But I think he right. kind of likes it sometimes, you know. Um, no, I think I, I, I hope. I hope that the next season for Arrow, they do something a little bit different. Like, fucking cut the flashbacks, seriously. Cut the flashbacks um, to a minimum. Like, don't even, don't even show them, like, one every four episodes or something where where I actually give a shit about the flashbacks. Because every time something important happens, like in present day Arrow, you know five seconds later they're going to flashback to something stupid. So make me care about the flashbacks by doing a story 
um, that is worth showing a flashback for. Yeah, it's almost like they didn't, they just stopped trying this last season, honestly. And and the, and the finale kind of really felt like the showrunners were like, "I'm done with this. I just want to move on." It it just felt really like lackadaisical to me. Really lazy. <laughs> you remember, did you ever see that? Uh, did you ever see that South Park episode where they make fun of Family Guy? And is it? I think it's that episode where they with find the out it's like where the manatees like put the two things together. Yes. Like the two, like the, the, whatever they call it, like the retro like things or whatever. Yes. <laughs> it's almost like that. I think it's like manatees putting together the flashbacks for Arrow. It kind of, I, I just wish they would go and pick a, a, a good storyline and, and go with it. You know, like the first two seasons were, were just awesome. And, uh, and stop taking like, stop taking villains from other fucking characters and like, just own up to your own villains. Like, Dude, they showed King Shark on the Flash and fucking Grodd. Yes. Like, if they can do that on the Flash, I don't give a shit how cheesy your own, like, villains are. Don't take fucking villains from Batman. Right, right. Yeah, that's really true. Um, So, you are behind on Gotham, but you are way ahead of me on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. So, we're kind of... Yeah, I basically... I basically... Yeah, I basically finished S.H.I.E.L.D., and you finish Gotham. Yeah. And I, I, I'm 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 basically like five minutes into a show before deleting it completely off my DVR. I, I really have a problem with Gotham. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. You said you finished the season. So, you know, jump in and tell me, like, should I even fucking watch it? Well, I, I mean, they did some cool things. I mean, the Clayface thing was a little, I don't know, off the wall. And they brought fish Mooney back and all that stuff. Like if I'm just such a completionist, wait, 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 they brought fish Mooney back. Yeah. I, it's fucking off my DVR right now. Yeah, I know. What's his name? Doctor. What is it? Uh, not strange. Doctor, not Dr. Strange. Not Dr. Yeah, strange. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Hugo, Hugo strange. Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he, he brings her back. Um, I mean, he brought what's his name back who became Azrael, and he was in a couple of episodes. And uh, Azrael's fuck. Oh my god, I know, Azrael I know, doesn't he's come back villain. until later when Batman. 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 Man. The, the problem is, is I'm I'm a completionist. I started this thing, and now I'm like, well, I gotta stick with it. But that's just, I don't know. I I, I think after this season, I might be done too, unless they unless someone able to turn it. Around. Well, here's the thing with me is like, I think. I think with like Lost and like Smallville on shows that should have ended like really way before they actually ended, I kind of, I kind of am at that point where <clears throat> I think I watched the first season of Gotham, or is this still the first season? No, this, of Gotham? this is the second. No, season, this is yeah. the second season of Gotham. So I haven't really gotten too into the second season. So I'm kind of like, well, you know, I'm not too invested in it. I'm not like five seasons, like Arrow. I'm not five, four, four <laughs> seasons in where I'm going to watch the next season, right. you know. With Gotham, I'm kind of like, all right, I'm going I'm to hear what BJ has to say. And the fact that you just told me that they brought in Fish Mooney and Asriel, I'm just like, fuck <laughs> this show. Yeah. Like, who the fuck is Batman going to fight? I don't know, man. But, you know. When he becomes Batman, who the I fuck is going to fight? this is one of those shows. Well, a couple things. Number one, um, like Arrow, I've said this before, those two shows, Gotham and Arrow, they really should jump to like just go to a 13-episode format um, because the, the 22 episodes is just too much. It, it just There's so many filler and so many lame things that they're doing that a 13-episode would really be better, like a, just a, one focused on one story arc and go that route. Um, you know, Gotham started okay with the rise of the villains. I mean, at first I was like, oh, Lord. And then it kind of got a little good. And then when it got to the wrath of the villains, they started just going, it's that show is just over the top. It's like, is Joel Schumacher directing this thing? Like, what what's going on here? Like, it's just way over the top with some of these things. And I think they're taking liberties that they shouldn't be taking until Batman comes along, you know? So it's, it's really... Um, you know, we've talked about this, you know, if you're going to screw up continuity and all that, it's going to irritate people that are really invested in, in these things. Especially if you don't, right. do, if it you well. don't do well, if it makes sense, um, I'm okay with it. But if it, you're right, if it, if it doesn't make sense, you know, they did it a lot in the Star Trek enterprise show, the very last enterprise show with Archer. They did a lot of stuff that was extremely questionable. You're like, wait a minute, they don't meet those people till they're Kirk or, or they don't meet those people till Picard, you know, that kind of thing. It just it's very irritating. That's why I don't like prequel shows. I think the last uh the last Gotham episode I watched was that guy who was the kid who was so fucking over the top like 
because you thought that was the Joker. Oh, right. And then he gets yes. murdered. Then he gets killed um, at that fundraiser yeah. or whatever that, that that other guy is behind the scenes. And then I was like, fuck this show. Well, yeah, because you think he's Joker. You think that, that – um, what's his name? Uh, Gordon's ex-wife is uh, – you think that she's – Quinn. Yeah. First, I thought she was Harley Quinn, Harley Quinn or yeah. is she going to be this other person? I mean, she's over the top too. And then um, some of the actors are completely wasted in that show. They have Michael Chiklis. Michael Chiklis. The only on there part. And, yeah. Oh god. The only part I like about that show or that episode was that you know it wasn't the Joker, but he like he inspired in yeah. the wrong way for other people to to be the Joker. So I was like, all right, that's kind of cool. But to watch twenty episodes just for five like thirty seconds of coolness doesn't yeah, seem no, worth I it gotcha. to me. Now, what about? Especially when you bring back Fish Mooney. Yeah, that was really stupid. So tell me what's going on with uh, – I mean, you don't, without spoiling, you don't have to spoil it. But, I mean, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I, I stopped watching midway through season two. So, like, this summer when it hits Netflix, I'll I'll catch up like I did season one. But um, has it got any – What season are we I think we're we in, in season three right now, aren't we? Yeah. Okay. So it, it, got, it, got, it got pretty good, actually. Like, I was kind of on the same boat – with this show, not in the same way of as much like disdain for the show as much as I do for like, you know, Gotham. I, I really hate that show. If you couldn't <laughs> tell um, arrow, I'm disappointed in because of how great the first two seasons were. Like I was hooked on the first two seasons after that. So I've like, I'm more disappointed. Um, like uh, with arrow arrows, like that dog that shits on your rug, but you love that dog. <laughs> um, you don't Gotham, Gotham is like that cat that keeps fucking pissing on your newspaper and you want to fucking kill it. Um, <laughs> but agents of shield agents of shield is, is on the long lines of like arrow where like, I was kind of disappointed because there was like so much stuff going yes. on and it felt like they, they, they were trying to have all these like freak of the week shows in the beginning. And I hate that. Because it doesn't do anything really. Like Smallville suffered from it. Uh, a few episodes of Flash yeah. suffered from it. Um, but for some reason, this show started to get really good because they, they in, instead of like towards the end, especially the latter half of this third season, instead of like veering off on million different directions and all this shit, they started focusing on one major storyline. And I think it like benefited from yes. that where um, they just stayed on this Inhumans uh, storyline. <laughs> and um and and this Hydra mm-hmm. storyline, which 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 was really good, um, Grant, um is ends up being like the main villain, um, and I hate that guy because yeah, I did I just too. hated his character. I actually liked him better. I actually liked him better as as this Hydra person, um, in the season because he wasn't Grant anymore. He was some somebody completely different. And he was he was actually really badass in this one, so I was actually kind of surprised. Okay. how much I finally liked him. Um, That's good to know. But um, but it was it was it was a lo- I, I gotta say, judging from what you're saying from Gotham, I would say you put your okay. time into the wrong show. Yeah. Like if you can if you can get through, if you can get through some of the filler episodes of Agents of Shield, I, I would I would say this, the last five episodes of this season, maybe even six last episodes were really good, um, because again it was focused on one storyline like and that. shit hits the fan. And it, yeah. it just kept growing and growing. Whereas every time I see like a, a promo for Gotham, I'm like another fucking <laughs> villain from Batman, like who's not Batman, like who this guy like would be like 50 years old by the time Batman becomes Batman and would basically beat the shit out of him. It wouldn't even be a fair fight, you know? So yeah, I was like, I was like, man, commit like Gordon has a really sucky life as a cop in this town. Yeah. Like if I were him, I would have moved away by now. <laughs> Like Gordon, I was so disappointed in like what they like when they said it was like the season of the villains. They were like, "Well, nobody's watching the show, so we'll just start name dropping a whole bunch of fucking people in this in this thing." Basically, yeah. and and it it that really sucked for me because like I was really hoping for like a crime drama that just happened to be in Gotham City. Yeah, I was but hoping for the same didn't, thing, but I didn't get that. The timeline's completely fucked up, completely messed up in this. No, I totally agree. You know, like. The, it's just it's just sucks. I mean, the the only people that we've met so far that will be the same age as Batman or around the same age as Batman, from my knowledge from the last episode I watched, is Selena Kyle and Poison Ivy will both be about the same age as right. Batman when he becomes yeah, Batman. Yeah, that's true. Or when Bruce Wayne becomes Batman. So everybody else is going to be old as fuck. 
Yeah, I don't know what, where they're going to go with this. They're going to keep doing year to year. They're going to jump five years. Didn't years. they do? Didn't didn't they do Mister Freeze too in this they in did. An episode he as was, well? He was okay. He was portrayed all right, but then they kind of messed him up too. So they they kept they, well, what they do kept do with the, him because I don't think I'm well, going to go back. They kept the storyline of you know him and his his wife and him committing these crimes to um, help his wife. You know he was doing all these experiments off the books. Trying to get, trying to, trying to say he's her. doing this as Batman's what, like 13, yeah, 14? yeah, basically. And she ends up like he couldn't save her, she ends up dying. His experiment didn't work, and then he went on a rampage and they threw him into I think they put him in Arkham Asylum. And he's in you know, in a deep freeze room. And Hugo Strange kind, kind of runs the, the wacky wing in Arkham, Arkham Asylum, yeah. So, like, he. All these people he has in there, he's experimenting. He's like trying to get them to turn around. Like he had the penguin in there for a while, and he. Oh my god! So see the the great thing about the great thing about Mister Freeze's storyline from the cartoon because the comic books didn't do this. Most people don't know that, but Batman the animated series actually gave Mister Freeze. A oh my backstory. gosh! And it's and, and it's the way, wonderful. And the way he was introduced, yeah, and the way he was introduced in the show was nobody knew who this guy was. He was just a brand new villain. It's Batman who finds out his backstory and realizes that this guy is not your typical criminal, right. you know, and it gave him like a purpose and it gave him like a, a, an undertow of like, you might be able to reason with this guy. And Batman takes that into consideration instead of going all gung ho and, you know, punching and kicking and shit. So, but in the Gotham one, you already know his fucking backstory and you already know all this shit and you've already stopped them without Batman. Yeah. So why the fuck does Gotham need Batman at this point? I, I don't know. I, they're they're pulling. I mean, and these are like kind of main type characters that they're pulling out. That Gordon's going up against. right. Exactly. And I don't. I don't. Get it, it seems like Gotham City is doing well right now without Batman. There's no reason for Batman to ever come out because they seem to keep catching all these criminals. So what's oh, Batman's yeah, they, purpose? They caught the Riddler. They caught the Penguin. But they keep they keep getting exactly. out. They keep escaping and all that bullshit. But that's the same thing when Batman does it. So why the fuck do you need Batman? <laughs> it's kind of like uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. You don't need actually Indiana Jones. The the outcome is going to be the same. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love that theory. argument. Uh, every time I think about it, I'm like you're right. If they find that freaking Ark, they're still going to die. <laughs> All those Germans are still going to get their faces blown off. So, um, which brings me to, uh. Game of Thrones, dude, is uh, it's gotten pretty good. It's getting pretty episode. good. Yeah, it, it it did kind of start off a little slow, and I was a little worried, but um, it's kind of made up for it these last couple of episodes. Um, well, by the time this podcast drops, everybody would have already had an entire week of memes for Hodor. So, well, they're, uh, they're, we're a little yeah, late to the game a little on late that. on the game on that one. You're right, but like everyone's still talking about it. it it's 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 a travesty. It's a it's such a um, heartbreaking moment when you realize that Bran was uh responsible for you know making Hodor the way like just ruining his life kind of thing all just to to sacrifice himself at the end we still don't you know it's not completely it's not completely like said in the show but you kind of you kind of try to put two and two together that he he completely loses it because he like that's my interpretation was that he completely loses it because he either saw the future or saw his death. That's possible. It definitely was an inception moment because they kind of hinted the episode or two before that, that he could, if he was strong, like did some sort of like, you know, no, or whatever he did, like just reached out like feelings wise, he could actually communicate with the people within the dream, which was crazy. So like in the past, yeah, in the past. And so that was kind of hinted at and I was like, well, that's weird. And so in this episode, he kind of, you know, he does that, the hold the door thing where I think the woman's saying that, you know, he's, he's warging, but she's saying it and it, but it's going through him and then to the past. And it's kind of, you know, he imposes that on him and he, he probably, yeah, either saw his death or was just absolutely traumatized by that link that whatever link he had to him. Because it was kind of like a loop, if you think about it, like some weird yeah. time loop thing where he was in both places at the same time and he was like wigging out, you know. But when that was done, I was just shocked. I was like, wow, you know, and some person called it three or four years ago on a blog. Someone actually yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I actually read that. I was like, Did you read the story. Yeah. 
Yeah, you're right. That was trippy. I was like, no way. That was just a just a huge guess, you know. But um uh but it was it was a strong episode. And then the one after that, like every time he wargs, I'm really into it. I'm like, it's like Harry Potter and Dumbledore like going in the pensive and like walking around talking and all that shit. I, I love that stuff. I love that. That's why I love the flash too, because the time travel aspect of it just is really intriguing, you know? And mm. um, so, yeah, we'll see. I mean, the next three episodes are really going to open the door. haha, On uh, some of the storylines that, that <laughs> everybody's been talking about, you know, Jon Snow, is he a product of what happens in the, in the tower? Of, is it the tower of joy? Is that what it's called? Something like that. Yes, Tower Tower of Joy. Yeah, and so I'm sure we're going to learn really quick what's happening there. Um, also, oh wait, you know what? What you just said about uh, uh, open the door. Mm-hmm. So I want to give a quick shout out to uh, to somebody that we had on the podcast, uh, Dan. Uh huh. Dan we, that we oh, had on yeah, the podcast. Yeah. He had this. He had this. Uh, he posted this thing on Facebook, and he said, and he, he claims it's his, so I can only go by his word. But he said that if if he was told to open the door instead of uh, instead of hold the door, would his name have been Odor? <laughs> oh my god, that would have been horrible. Go through your whole go through your whole life just saying Odor, Odor. Yeah, oh my god, it's like oh here comes Odor. Great. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been hilarious. <laughs> Difference one letter can make. But so far, you know, the, the season's pretty good, and I, I just keep hoping they keep going that way. But, like, what are they going to do next season, man? Because the books aren't even written. I mean, I'm sure he might have – the author's probably told him the direction well, he wants did to you go. See, did you see the article today that they confirmed that next season's going to be only seven episodes? What the hell? Seriously? Yeah, that's gonna yeah, next season. That's gonna piss a lot of people. Well, off. isn't this the final book though? Like, isn't this season no, essentially the final book? No, I think he's got like book? two more to go. Like the 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 one. Seriously? That, yeah, because the one that he's writing right now has been writing for years, and and people have been just like, "What are you going to bring this out?" And then he's got one more. And that's and then he's not got one the last book. Yeah, it's supposed to be seven books, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we're in season five. So, this is season or six. 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 So he was right. So, the, that uh, fifth book came out, I think, right around the time season one started. So that's why everyone's pissed. They're like, "What's taking you so long?" He's very like slow. You know, he's gonna die before the last book is put out, and we're gonna have to make up a whole bunch of shit. Well, the show. Well, the show. They already have like the major plot points. I'm sure they have the the. I'm sure he's told them where he wants to go. But and the books are gonna differ from the show anyway. I'm sure the sixth book is nothing like. Probably aspects of it or have the show in it, but there's going to be different things going on in there. So, well, they hinted, um, they hinted that we might get um, the Hound and Lady Stoneheart in this season. Oh, really? That'd be true. Yeah. So, for anybody who doesn't know the Hound or doesn't remember the Hound, was basically left for dead. And uh, what's her name? Aria. Aria. Yeah. Brian. Uh, Brian of Tarth like beats the crap out of him. Yeah, and he, you know, falls to the in the cave or whatever, or the the hill or valley, or whatever. Basically, has a broken leg, but Arya doesn't kill him and just leaves him for dead. So you assume that he's dead, but it's been hinted that the mountain and the hound will fight one last time. Oh my gosh! Um, they're supposed to have their own battle, um, so that might happen this season. And the and Lady Stoneheart is a little bit more is a character that a lot of people were waiting for. Is basically right after the Red Wedding happened. And they completely nixed this character from. Yeah, I never uh, read Game the book, Thrones but didn't they? So I never read the book, but after they killed her, then they toss her in the river, and that dude that resurrects people like resurrects her. Right, she's all jacked. Yeah, up. yeah, yeah. Because she spent so long in the river, and she like when they resurrect her, like she she looks like a fucking woman that was basically dead in the river for a yeah. really long time. Ugh. So she basically goes out. Uh, after she's resurrected, she has this huge fucking like slit in her throat. She's all like you know pale and disgusting from yeah. the river, and um, she basically goes out and exacts all of her re- revenge on the on the Lannisters. That's been going on this whole time. Oh wow! But she hasn't made a an appearance in the show yet, and apparently she might show up this season. I don't know. Oh, well, 
there's like what three episodes left or something like that. So, but is that, it really? Yeah, I I just yeah I think three or four. But um, this is the one show right now I have to watch week to week because I don't want to have any spoilers. I don't want to have any issues. So like I watch yeah, it when it comes yeah. out. Um, the other thing I was going to mention really quick before we move on to some other stuff, but um, Preacher uh, debuted uh, recently, and uh, oh, I was yeah. very pleasantly surprised. Um, uh, we won't really give any spoilers here. Just you guys just need to watch it. It's really different. Um, it's, I think Seth really Seth, different. Yes, it is fucking really different. Really out there, man. Uh, but AMC's got it. They're doing a bang up job. It, it's a. I can't wait to. You there know, is no let, let, let's let's say this. There is no way that this show gets made without The Walking Dead. Oh, for sure. There's just no fucking way no. because this show. I mean, The Walking Dead is kind of straightforward, right? It's it's the zombie apocalypse, and the people who the people are worse. The, the people who are alive are actually The Walking Dead, right? Like most people don't know that. This show is not that straightforward. It's I've never read the comic books, and I kind of wish I did because that first episode was just so trippy. So good. So many things are going on in this show, and it got better and better to where I was like, oh, my God, I wish I could just keep going on the DVR here. So if you haven't watched Preacher, I'm sure they're going to show it, show the first two episodes. I think so. Or you can watch on AMC On Demand. Check it out. Yeah, it is fantastic. I can't believe Seth Rogen and his writing partner or his directing partner, whatever, brought it out. And it's it, they did an amazing job. I think they directed the first episode, too. But it, it's, yeah, it's got it's, Tony Stark's dad in it. Yeah, that's right. Dominic, Dominic Cooper? Is that his name? He's, he's freaking awesome. Love that guy. Yeah, he's really good in the show. You would, not, you would never think he was actually Howard Stark from, from Iron Man. Yeah, totally. Um, he's just such a departure from that. Um, fant- just the, the whole cast, the writing, uh, the cinematography, everything is fantastic. Um, and, definitely and, check out that show. And it's amazing that it makes me want to go read the comic book now like really bad. So I'll have to, I'll have to check it out. But, yeah, I kind of, I kind of want to, but at the same time, I don't want to. It'll do spoil what happened with. with yeah. Well, I don't want to do what happened with me with The Walking Dead, where like I didn't want to watch the show anymore because, you know, I knew what was happening in issue one hundred. Yeah, I guess I guess you're right on that one. Might have to go back and read the the comics later when once they get two three seasons in. Um, so there's a lot. I mean, this week has been crazy with movie news. Um, yeah, we're gonna have to move through these pretty fast. Um, because there's so much going on. Well, um, one of them I really could give less than two shits about is the Hasbro Cinematic Universe, which I know you hate that term cinematic universe because Marvel should have coined that and they should charge everybody money for using cinematic universe. Um, I think anybody who uses that those two terms, put those two words put together, should contractually have to stand there while every executive from Marvel kicks them in the nuts. Pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> until they change their mind and use something different because just just the just the term of cinematic universe just makes me cringe like get your own fucking idea yeah it's really oversaturated uh, big time not to mention when you put hasbro in front of it because they never <laughs> fucking crossed over like no, there's no it, fucking it, crossing over and every time hasbro's attempted to make a movie it's failed miserably i mean i don't know did you watch battleship well, i never i never uh, watched that I, I i did but i didn't pay money for it yeah, um, no, I, I watched I, the two GI Joes. Of course, I've watched, I've watched all the Transformers movies. Yep. I've only paid for two of them. Well, as far as I know, they're mashing up their properties, but even more so in the comic book realm, they're mashing up like oldies, like Mask and stuff like that, um, and right. some of their other properties. This is it like the Arcanauts, or I don't remember. I, I can't even off the top of my head remember, but. They're they're basically taking all their properties and mashing them into uh, some sort of universe, whether it's on comic book or in the movie uh, form. So we'll see um, how that's going to roll out. But the other news, though, here's some stuff we really want to talk about: Thor Ragnarok. Okay, we we talked a long time about, or even recently, about we would love to see a, a Hulk standalone movie. I'm not so sure that's ever going to happen, but the thing that people were clamoring about, you know, the whole Planet Hulk thing, they're actually going to integrate that storyline into Thor Ragnarok. At least that's what the rumor is right now, and it's been gaining steam. What do you think? Have you have you read anything about the, the Planet Hulk storyline? I know the Planet Hulk storyline, and it's really fucking out there. Now, I have a problem with this if they actually plan on blending the two 
stories together because, you know, I think out of all the all the single movies, I think Thor doesn't get enough love. Yeah, um, yeah. I really like the first one. The second wasn't too great, but when you think about all the individual movies, uh, he's probably like dead last. I mean, even Ant Man probably jumped ahead of him at, at, at this point in time, and Doctor yeah. Strange looks like it might jump ahead of him too. So when, but the Ragnarok storyline is fucking awesome. Yes, it's really great. So I have a problem with if they purposely blend the two things together where Thor and Hulk or Bruce Banner end up on a planet where they have to fight their way out. That really bothers me because that doesn't happen in Ragnarok's storyline. Now, what I what I do think would be fucking awesome is if Bruce Wayne tells Thor – not Bruce Wayne, Jesus, Bruce Banner. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Batman's in it. Yeah, it would be. Yeah, uh, Bruce Wayne from uh, Gotham. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But if Bruce Banner went to Thor and said, you know, I'm trying to get off Earth, get me off of here, and he goes to Asgard and he's kind of stashed away and forgets about it, and he basically like kind of like almost sacrifices himself or gets involved in the fight of Ragnarok and he gets jettisoned or something and and that catapults him into Planet Hulk. I'm okay with that because it kind of sets up a, a, a kind of thing there because what you don't – what Planet Hulk starts off with is – is everybody like is like well we can't control the Hulk anymore let's just jettison jettison him into space which right. doesn't really make sense after what happened in Ultron so because if you do that you you do two things you kind of set up the Planet Hulk story in this Marvel Cinematic Universe but you don't take away from Thor Ragnarok now I see what you're saying I see what you're saying so the other thing about that is is Marvel Studios doesn't have control over Hulk. For a standalone movie, right. they have control of him for an Avengers movie and a, and a team up movie, but they don't have the rights from him from Universal, I believe, is who had him. Yes, to do a standalone movie. So, so that weird. is probably why they're doing this. But to my knowledge, Universal has not even begun the script writing process or trying to find a script writer to write an individual Hulk. So it would make so much sense for them to not have to do a goddamn thing and do the same thing Sony did after they failed miserably with Amazing Spider-Man 2 where – and the Incredible Hulk movie wasn't that bad with Edward Norton. But yeah. definitively like the Mark Ruffalo is the definitive Bruce Banner now for everybody. But it would make so much sense for Universal to be like, you know what? We're not going to do a Hulk movie but we're going to partner up with Marvel Studios and just rake in the cash for doing fucking nothing. Basically, yeah, that's well, what they I'm, should do. I'm of, I'm of two minds of this. Like, I, I agree with what you're saying. Um, I understand why they're doing it the way they're doing it. And it could be because of that property thing. But also, I think it's because, you know, it, it's been proven lately that when you throw in an extra Marvel character into one of the standalone movies, it generates more buzz. And, you know, to spend an extra $10 million on an actor could mean another $50 million in the bo of box office. So it makes sense to, like you know, throw in a couple people, um, you know, cause like, you know, Robert Downey Jr. is going to be in the, in the Spider-Man movie next year. And now he's talking about being in every fucking movie, you know? And so, um, I, you know, from See, that to me, that, that, that sounds almost like too much oversaturation where I like, I liked, I mean, Falcon was a nice, uh, cameo in the Ant-Man movie, but I liked it up until that point, and even after that point, where it had nothing. Like they've referenced, like you know what we should do. Like when when Paul Rudd's sitting there, he's like, we should call the Avengers and let them take care of this. Like I'm okay with that, but I don't need like Robert Downey Jr. Even though I love RDJ and everything that he's done so far, I don't need him showing up in a Spider-Man movie. But they kind of set it up that way in in Civil War, where it makes mm -hmm. sense for him to show up. But I, I like the individual movies because it's it for me it's a breather from like the world is going to blow up, like in the Avengers movies, you know, it's right, always like right. world issues. So like when with Ragnarok, like I, I'm okay if if the rumor is true. I really hope they don't blend the two storylines together because Ragnarok is a pretty big story in itself, and so is Planet Hulk. Well, you kind of hope they that, just use it to catapult it. I mean, you can argue that Civil War was a big deal too but they i mean it, it still was a captain america movie so i mean this is yeah but they set be... but they set that up long before they didn't set up a planet hulk before ragnarok you know what i mean like they set up the tension between the two they set up the destruction in new york and and um and where the hell was avengers 2 taking place Co Co Kosovo or whatever Slokovia, Slokovia. Slokovia. 
Right. They set up that destruction where it makes sense for the government in civil war to step in and be like, hey, the shit that you guys are doing, destroying like all these places, like you can't have that. So it made it was set up in other movies. You can't set up two movies, two distinct storylines in one movie. Well, like that's, I, that's I, my problem. I, I, well, then what's going to happen is this Thor Ragnarok's story is going to be the the majority of it, but it sounds like planet Hulk is added to it probably for like a, like an airport sequence in civil war. It's probably going to be set up as a sequence where they, where they do this massive fight, you know, to get out of where they're at, to go back to Asgard, blah, blah, blah. So I don't, that's kind of where I'm leaning. I think planet Hulk's, I think the planet Hulk story is going to be the one that's going to suffer, honestly, but, um, Whatever. I mean, I don't know. I, I have I have a lot of faith in Marvel. You know, I just have to kind of like, hopefully they don't diminish one over the other. They don't right. um, do something that that's out of the ordinary and doesn't make sense. You know, so we'll see what they do. But um, well, speaking it, of anyway. faith, speaking of faith in what you're doing, um, the other big news or the bigger news actually, or actually the biggest news that came out this week would be that um, forty percent of Rogue One is being reshot. Oh my god, that really made me nervous when I saw that. Um, so I, before before the fanboys lose their shit, reshoots are part of everything. Every movie, even even Civil War had reshoots. Uh, the Force Awakens didn't get completed till fucking November. Most people don't know that. You know, it came out in December, and the final cut wasn't done till November. Right. So I don't know how much of this rumor is true about you know the, the 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 part wasn't that they were doing reshoots that bothered me the part that bothered me was that disney execs saw the first cut of the film and freaked the fuck out right now this that, is not yeah. the same thing as like fantastic four where you know gareth edwards was taking the film in a completely different direction but what other things most people aren't understanding is that gareth edwards was shooting the film before the final script was completed Yes. So, you know, there's parts of the film apparently that weren't finalized until he shot afterwards, which would make sense if they go back and shoot the stuff that the final script was approved. Because of the strict timeline, he didn't really have a choice. So this is more Disney's fault than anything. If that, if that rumor is true, that's more Disney's fault than anything by having, a, you know, a, a director of like his biggest – movie to date was Godzilla, but Godzilla doesn't hold the fucking jockstrap to a Star Wars movie, especially right. a Star Wars movie like this that's never been done before. So that's Disney's fault if that's the case that they made him give – they gave him the strict timeline and didn't complete the final script yet. Well, so, there's there's totally that, but also you have to think, you know, people just need to calm the fuck down, honestly. They're not going to put out a shitty Star Wars movie. They won't do it. No. If it's if it's that shitty, they'll they'll start it from scratch. That's how much they have invested in this property. They would not bring out a shitty Star Wars movie. They will pump another hundred million dollars into this thing if they had to to make it the way they want. And that's what's going to happen. They're going to pump a shit ton of money into it to make it what they want. Set up the tone of the other movies. Which again, like I, off mic, you and I were talking about that, and I didn't agree with it. I'm like, I want the gritty war Star Wars movie. I don't I don't care. That's what we were promised you know? at Celebration. That's right. The cinematographer did uh, what? Saving Private Ryan and like Black Hawk Down. And I'm like, oh, fuck, that's awesome. Like we're going to get on the ground rebels, gritty, you know, a war story. And I was all for that, you know, with some sprinkled some Darth Vader in there, Emperor maybe and some new characters. I was all for that. I'm like, do it. Now they're like, oh, well, it's not the tone that we wanted to go or we wanted to match you know, the tone of the other movies. So right. basically what that tells me is they're basically like a, almost like a Lord of the Rings thing where they have to, you know, each, the, the whole thing has to kind of match tonally. And so like this movie's supposed to end 10 minutes before episode four begins, but they're different movies. It's not a Skywalker movie. You know what I'm saying? It's a different yeah. animal altogether. Why does it have to match tonally? When, when I heard the whole tone thing, my brain wanted to blow up because that's what Zack Snyder keeps using over and over again is, no, we can't have Grant Gustin as a Flash because it doesn't match the tone of my universe. I'm just like, fuck you, dude. Like, it's not your anything. It's, it, it's the fans. You know, like, we want to see certain things. And so... 
when you say your vision and you're this or that, you're just another George. Sorry, George, you're just another George Lucas doing the shit for your own thing. You know, it's I like want, whatever. I wanted a hard PG thirteen because you know Disney would never go R, but I wanted oh, a man. hard PG thirteen um, like Star Wars movie because if you think about it, it's called Star Wars, right? There's really not a lot of war going on, not in the way that like real war is, you know, like right. I don't see people walk. Like, I, I think Hoth was the closest thing. Yeah, the yeah. Beginning of Hoth. Yeah, yeah. But but still, with the bright lights, there was still something like nonviolent about it, even though it was pretty violent. You know what I mean? Like it, there was no yeah. realism to it. Even I mean, you're getting blasted with blaster bolts, and I don't see limbs being shot off. I don't see even when people get blown up Blood. in that. In that part you know nobody's bleeding i don't see limbs flying everywhere you know because in real life if something <laughs> blew up your body would blow up so like i was expecting to see like i wanted to see some kind of gritty shit and you kind of saw that in the trailer which brings me to the point of the trailer like whoever fucking cut that trailer whoever Genius. Who, yeah because if if the rumor is true that 40 percent of the movie needs to be shot reshot again whoever cut that trailer holy shit did a fantastic job because that trailer is fucking awesome i knew i wasn't yeah. like great on the trailer when i first saw it but then i saw it again in imax uh when i went to go see oh fuck what did civil, i go see Re- civil war right civil war rogue one was in front of that and i saw it in imax and holy shit it's so much better in imax i think everything's better in imax though <laughs> except for That's batman true. v superman you'd make your sex tape and put it on imax it'd look really really good um <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so other, so thing, that, that... other thing too was uh, Captain Marvel. Apparently, there's a rumor that Brie Larson uh, was casted as as Captain Marvel. And god damn it, Marvel needs to leave like some other good actors and actresses out there so that DC can fix their fucking shit. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and this is Marvel just a rumor. Just knocks it out of the park. Just I, it a is rumor. A rumor. Um, they knock it out of the park every single time. I'm actually very okay with this. I'm I'm more than okay with this. Uh, casting if if it does go through um i i've seen her in a lot of things um the very first thing i saw her in was uh uh it's the uh oh my gosh i can't remember it's with tony collette it's the the schizophrenic show united states of Terra. okay so brie larson was uh playing um tony collette's daughter in that she was fantastic and then i've seen her in the room and a bunch of other movies the room was like really tough to watch but She's so mesmerizing in that. So she's a wonderful actress. Um, I don't know too much about Captain Marvel, at least not the, is it Carol Danvers? Is that the, yeah, or something like that. Um, so I, I'm not too familiar with it, but she looked, I mean, there's some artist rendition of what she yeah, looks like that. as Captain Marvel. And I was like, oh my God, like that looks great. So, and she can act. Well, yeah, that, so I mean, like, that's the thing. Like that's what Marvel does, right? They get, like, they get these like genre directors, these, genre type writers where they're like okay this person or not even genre writers they get these people who know how to tell a story and they're like you know what you've never done a big blockbuster but i like the way you tell stories and develop characters and they have a kevin feige right you know so you know they get a brie larson who's never done a big blockbuster movie but she can act you know and that's 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 the thing about them they get people that are like Hey, you might not look too much like the character, but you can definitely chew the shit out of a, like a scene. Like, like going after Robert Downey Jr. was huge because you know, yeah, big when, time. You know, before he fucking you know woke up in somebody's living room, he could act, and <laughs> um, you know. So when they went after him, and I heard that he was announced that he's going to be Tony Stark, I was like, well, that makes perfect fucking sense. Like. Oh my gosh! You know, so, originally who they wanted was Tom Cruise. I'm so glad they didn't go that route. <laughs> That's who they wanted. They would have paid that dude like twenty million dollars to be, you know, Iron Man. Instead, they yeah, got I'm they got, sure they got Robert Downey Jr. for like five hundred grand, yeah. you know, steal for the first one. Now that dude's making bank. But yeah, so that that was that was a big news. The other couple of things, just small items, but um, uh, Fantastic Four. You know, the guy that that oh wrote it God, uh, has Christ. come online saying that they're going to continue they want to make another one with that cast and that, and that, yeah. And then he comes out and admits that the other movie, yeah, really, it totally sucked. It didn't, it was not a uh, fantastic form material. And I'm like, you're the writer, dude, that, that was your fault. Like, what are you talking about? He thinks like, like he, it, he talks about the fantastic four. He talks about the fantastic four in that article. Like you're trying different sauces for like fucking nacho chips. Like, yeah, we right. tried, you know, we, we did it this way in the beginning with, you know, the, the fucking uh, Jessica Alba version or whatever. 
which, you know, the the campiness or the funness was kind of like that in the comic books. It just didn't work on screen very well. Um, yeah. But then they went a completely different fucking direction. Like, they went like Zack Snyder, all serious, completely fucking changing the story of, of the people. And Absolutely. I was like, okay, if you want to do that, you better make a good fucking movie. That's all I said when if, I found if, out when they were changing everything. Look, you look at that cast on paper, dude. That is an amazing cast. Yep. It really is. Yeah. I mean, those are all stellar actors and they all sign multi-contract deals. So they're locked in. If they want to make another one, another movie, they, well, what they are you have gonna to do? obligated. But that makes no goddamn sense, right? So you're basically I mean, going to, sense. you're basically going to reboot the franchise for a third fucking time with the same actors, but the tone of the movie is going to be completely fucking different. Well, are they going to reboot it or this is a continuation with the same cast, but then they're going to totally shift it? Well, I, I wouldn't I, say rebooted. I would say I would say tonally. I would say tonally shifted, which, in my opinion, is basically a reboot. Because like you're not so going to address like, the fact. So it'll that, be like, how are you going to address Doctor Doom? Like they still haven't. They st- not on top of not figuring out how to do a Mister Fantastic and an Invisible Woman. They still haven't figured out how to do a proper Doctor Doom. Uh, that's why Marvel needs to get a hold of it. I think they would kill it. Like, Doctor Doom is one of the most is is one of the strongest villains in all of the Marvel comics, like, yes. like in old man Logan and the secret wars, it's Dr. Doom who fucking does all this shit. Yeah. And he, they haven't, they haven't matched him as far as character wise. They haven't matched his look, not even close. Nope. Um, they, they haven't done anything to indicate that they even know who that character is. Nope. No you idea. Know, and, and, and it was just a complete waste of talent. And now you have, what are the, isn't Michael B. Jordan going to be in a black Panther movie? I'm like now. Now you're uh, you're he's going to a different movie yep. in the Marvel universe. So it's like it, that doesn't make any sense. I think they should hand it over to Marvel, and they should um, completely uh, you know reboot it, but let Marvel have it. That kind of thing, like, just like what they're doing with Spider Man. I think. Well, they're um, also they so they should get somebody who understands the character, and that's kind of what uh, Jeff Johns did with. Batman um, with Ben. Affleck. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I so totally agree. basically the, the new, n- the new story that came out this week about the Batman, the new Batman's that Ben Affleck is writing and is he directing or he's just writing? No, he's writing and directing okay. and producing and, okay, and, and now his producer credit on all the movies now too. Right. So yeah. he, he 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 does he's getting what i wanted to see i wanted to see a batman v superman movie where where ben affleck either wrote it or directed it because yeah, you can too. say whatever the hell you want about jersey girl and all other shit it doesn't matter this guy knows how to make a movie this guy knows how to write a script or at least co-write a script he knows what the fuck he's doing behind the camera and he's you know he's pretty good in front of the camera too so when I heard that he's going to do an original story, you had you had like DC fanboys who were like, "Why the fuck would you do an original story?" Well, now does he have his uh, Argo writers helping him? Yeah. So is that what I heard? Okay. Yeah, which I don't understand why the fanboys would get fucking pissed off about that because everything that Christopher Nolan did was essentially almost an original story. Like the maybe Batman Begins is more of like Batman Year One mixed in with uh, I forget the other one, but the Dark Knight, the second one. That's completely original. Well, not com- yes. well. I, I can't say completely original. It's it it takes liberties with certain pieces in, in from comic books, but mostly it's an original story, right? So now you've got a guy who can write, he can direct, and he can act, and now he's in charge of a, the first uh, DC Comics movie that it doesn't have Zack Snyder attached to it. This new, right. this new DC cinematic universe, and I can't fucking wait for to see his version of Batman. I, I, I can't either. I, I'm, I'm one of those I, people. I, I think like you. I, I don't mind the original story. I mean, I do want elements from comics in it because I think Marvel does that fantastically. I mean, they do rewrite some of their comic. They do stuff, but their, but their comic yeah, books come like to Civil life. War. You know, it just comes to life. And I want Affleck. I really want him to take elements out of out of those really insanely awesome comics that Batman was in and put those in his movie. I mean, obviously it has to be, you know, some of it, a lot of it has to be original, but I want him to take certain elements, certain story panels, that kind of thing, and put it in the movie and make it really iconic, you know, in that way. So, you know, we'll, 
we'll see. I'm, I, I have a lot more faith in that than I do Justice League movie. That's for sure. I'm more and more yeah, looking definitely. forward to the Batman movie than any other DC movie coming out. I think I'm totally not on board with the flash could give less than two shits about Aquaman wonder woman. I actually am curious about um, everything that I've seen so far looks pretty dead on. So we'll see when a trailer comes out, hopefully this fall, I imagine. Um, but other than that, maybe even, maybe even Comic-Con. Yeah, that's possible. We'll probably get a teaser or something like that. I don't remember when that movie comes out. It's like next summer or something like that. Um, yeah. But yeah, and this was a really big. Uh, this was a really big casserole episode. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. This is. I mean, this is. I'm full. I'm stuffed. You know, this this is a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take a massive dump tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that pretty much covered everything this week. Um, you know, we like to do these casserole episodes every eight or nine episodes, and that it just kind of was time. Uh, but we have some really good stuff coming up in the next few weeks. But uh, yeah, but that. Uh, that's pretty much it, man. I mean, that's uh, episode 28 of Chew on This, uh, Casserole episode number three. I'm BJ. Beck. Chew on that. Till next time. Later. <laughs>